Well, welcome to our podcast brought to you by Bass Pro and Cabela's. And today I'm sitting here with Sloan Brown, who is the hunting marketing manager, Yeti. Thanks for coming. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This place is awesome. Oh, you know what? We've been trying to get you out here for a few years, and I'm super excited you made it. It was a little crazy, though. You rolled in, and... and uh, yeah, you were uh, burning the flame at both ends. <laughs> like, hey, Fred. And you're like, I, I, I gotta run. I gotta go skin a pig and butcher a pig and kill a pig. And just got done branding. I was like, whoa, hey. Yeah, I think you guys even went to the pen before, before the guys were done. So, like you said, you and Joe rolled up. And it was one of those crazy days we, uh, you know, that was a day Jeb had picked a brand. So I was like, ah, no problem. We'll knock that out. And, you know, nothing. I don't know how many brandings you've been a part of, but I've never been to one. That's zero. zero. Oh, really? So <laughs> I, I've seen them and stuff, but never, never really worked cows. Oh, it's, it's, it's fun. But because they're animals, I've never, whether it's mine or one of the other places I've been to help other people out, I've never been to a branding where everything just went absolutely smooth. It yeah. seems like something's going to go crazy every time and re- we were relatively smooth i mean except for you know a couple couple kicks and you know a finger bent out of joint and yeah, you know my my horse oh yeah it's doing way better now oh, is it <laughs> but having a you know my my horse was great you know one of the first calves i roped in the morning awesome backed up and then we had a cow go nuts and a, a bull calf jumped through the reins and drug my horse around and then it was freaked out a little bit so mm. but it was a relatively smooth we we cranked through about 45 calves and then we ran over i think 50 cows through to get them back board and shots so it was a busy day and then you guys pulled in and i'm like hey now i gotta race over the other ranch because the butcher wanted our pig so me and tim raced over with the kids we shot trent's pig skinned it threw it again and the yeti you know the 250 i keep the back of the truck raced it over to the butcher and he's like okay what do you want and i'm like oh michelle usually tells him the cuts so he's like baby back ribs we'll get short ribs we'll get pork chops we'll get sausage patties so it that that was that was fun too that sounds awesome um i would love to raise a pig i, I pork is one of my favorite meats i don't know why i love pork <laughs> I, love, I really do bacon i mean yeah. right who doesn't love yeah. bacon that's one of my favorites as so well we went out and scouted and i was so excited we came back and and you were here at the lodge and i walked by your truck and there's just blood smeared all over the top of the 250 top of the 250 <laughs> in the back and i'm like ah, i love that i took a picture of it on my phone I'm oh like, did yeah, you I love it. yeah <laughs> I see, and I was embarrassed because I was like, I probably need to clean that. No, no, no. No, man. I like that stuff. It's cool. <laughs> it's real. That's that's what we try to do. Well, I think a lot of people cut, like I, I'm i constantly caping on top of it. That's my table. Yeah. <laughs> and your toolbox. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a lot of guys use it that way. That That's what kind of makes it fun. But before we get into your history, the culture over at Yeti, because I learned a lot when while you were out here, let's talk about your turkey hunt because one of the main reasons, you know, you guys came was to play. Yeah. You know, and that's what I love is, you know, both you and, and Joe who came with you, you guys are avid hunters, fishermen, outdoorsmen in general. And we went out on a turkey hunt and we had, we had glass some birds. Then I sent both Seth, you know, our middle son and, and his buddy Vance out to scout. And they came back and they were like, yeah, the birds are still where you and Tim saw them. And, you know, let's go set up. And I think we, we flipped a coin or, oh, we drew a name. Drew names out of the hat. That's right. We drew names out of the hat to see whether uh, you guys would be going with me or with Seth. And uh, you got the short straw. Nah, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> you, you drew my name. So we went out. And run through that hunt a little bit, just from your perspective, because I think, you know, a lot of a lot of times, it, it, all hunts are awesome. Yeah. But 
from your perspective, break down break down the hunt for somebody that's listening or watching. So we were up at the West Ranch, which is, Fred later told me, 7,500, 8,000 feet, which I've hunted Miriams before on public land in Colorado, but not really much, you know? So it's it's, it's almost an entirely different bird than a, than a Rio, what I'm used to hunting. Um, so I don't know what kind of trees they're roosting in or how they're pitching down or anything like that. So you were like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And I, I, I always like to know the entire game plan, I, you know, cause I'm a hunter myself. I don't, I'm not always guided. I, I do go on a lot of guided hunts cause of my job, but, um, so I like to know what's going on in the strategy and I uh, and try to learn as much as I can. Um, so we snuck in at, well, we woke up at three thirty. 30, yep. had to start driving at four, drove way up to the West ranch and, uh, what did we get there? Four forty-five. The yeah. moon was huge, beautiful full moon. Um, got set up on the edge of a field. Find some, found some hiding spots. Um, watched the moon set over the horizon, over the mountains, which was really, really cool. Um, and then they started. The birds started hammering. Yeah, and, and it sounded like there was maybe three different toms. That's up what there, I thought too. Yep, hammering. which ended up being true. Yep. Um, and they were kind of bouncing calls off each other, and and, th- and then I think we kind of heard them pitch. They, I think they, they hammered a couple times from the ground when they hit the ground, and then they went and silent. They, so we never had eyeballs on them, which trees they were in, but clearly they pitched the other way because we couldn't see them. Um, and, and you spotted the first two birds off to the yeah. right. Well, and you told me before the hunt you were going to call very lightly because we were close to state land. You're afraid they were pressured, so that was cool. You were lightly calling, and I was wondering. I was like, I don't even know if they can hear you calling. It was that light. It's amazing. And, and me, I'm like uh, probably a little more, more aggressive. I'm like, oh, come on, Fred, hit, yeah. hit, hit that thing, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, and then you know, 20 minutes after they shut up, after they after the last gobble, I saw two jakes up on the road, probably 600 yards, or no, sorry, two two hens, 600 yards away on the road, and you guys couldn't see them. And they came down the road a little bit after they heard Fred call. And then they just sat and froze. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, they're, they're boogered. Yeah, they, they know something's not right. And they sat there for, it felt like 10 minutes probably. <laughs> yeah. Didn't move at they all. They sat there a long time. And then you, I think during that time, you guys had saw, seen a Tom pop yep, in and he out kept, of the woods. I kept seeing him come out of the woods and go back. Come out of the woods and go back. And I'm like, man, and I set up that strutter. Yeah. I set up that Montana decoy strutter. Yeah. And then I had an actual stuffed Stuffed hen, yeah. yeah, which is cool. We use sometimes a stuffed hen, and this was a mounted taxidermy mount, and he just throws it together for me. It's not like, you know, showroom quality. but It looks good, though. But it looks pretty sweet, doesn't yeah. it? Um, so, yeah, and then I saw kind of above on the road above those those two hens that were hung up. We saw I saw Jake come across, uh, and then another one, and then a tom, and then another. <laughs> like, it was a huge group of birds, and they were kind of skirting the tree line opposite side of the field from us. Um, and then they got to where they could see the struggle. Oh, yeah. And I, and I called a little bit. It was so funny watching them. Their heads go white. And they just on a rope, like from 500 yards, just deadline into it. And, and the whole time, when you watch an animal come in from that far away and you like, you can read their body language and you can tell there's not much hesitation, the adrenaline just goes. I'm glad it was you too because I know Tim was over there breathing heavy because I could hear, I was, I was losing my mind. My heart's just, I'm like, same. Oh. Oh, they are duped. Too. I think you can see it in the GoPro that was above my head as my barrel's like kind of shaking a little bit. Oh, that was such a cool <laughs> angle. It was cool. And I'd set that up, but I did not know. We'd set up a GoPro um, in the morning. And, you know, part of a lot of people don't realize when you're trying to video too, because I just wanted to catch your hunt. I'm like, this yeah. would be neat to put on an episode of Everything Eichler and, you know, YouTube. But let's. So I set up a GoPro at back of us. And I think you got to see a little bit of 
how much work goes into the setup because it's not like you're just trying to shoot a turkey. No. We've got three people to hide. We've got a camera. You know, we're trying to think of our angles. You got to figure out which way the birds are going to come in. So, you know, Tim's, we, we set up once and then we kind of like went, eh, Tim didn't like it. I didn't like it. You know, I was like, man, yeah. let's switch it up. So then we move it around. So where we have, you know, me just a little bit to your right, you're right there. We have a GoPro looking down on, you know, looking down on you. We've got Tim kind of behind me and the decoys up front. But like you said, when they came running in, I think all of us were just like, awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we were at 19 birds at that point. We had taken 19 for 19. We, we'd had a great year and busted our butt. Some of them were like the last minute of the last day. Some of them were yeah. early and, and had worked hard. And, and I was like, man, these birds are, you know, it's later in the season. It's getting a little tougher. And like you said, when they broke, it was awesome. It was awesome. It well, I think the first thing we both said to each other was, you'll love it when a plan comes together like that. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. I would no. say 5% of the time, <laughs> it goes down just the way you envision it. But, man, it was it was awesome. Those three toms came right in. Uh, and, and they kind of got close, and I could tell. I could read their body language. Yeah. They didn't they didn't really like something. They weren't, like, hammering on the decoy or anything. And so they I think they stopped, and they were all pretty close together, so I couldn't shoot. I and called. You called, heard me called right. to try and they get them gobbled. to stop. They hammered back. Yeah. Uh, and then two kind of turned and went the other way. And the one, which ended up being, I think, the biggest. Yeah, the one we wanted. Stayed stayed there, and I shot him at probably 27 yards. Yeah, and you smoked him. Great yeah. shot. Bird just, the head, I think, hit first. I mean, it was just oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Yeah, it was a good clean shot, and he dropped. And, of course, celebration ensues. Oh, yeah. You I, can't not celebrate when you're with Fred Eichler. <laughs> <laughs> the king of celebration. The king of end zone dances, we should call him. <laughs> I get a little excited. It was just like you said, how often does a plan come together textbook like you think it's going to go? Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and in, you know, I guess in, in a fair comparison, like those guys were on birds. They thought they were going to hammer too. So, you know, Seth and Vance, one of the other guides, and Joe, you know, your buddy that works at Yeti as well, they were set up and, they were hoping to do the same textbook thing, and the birds just didn't cooperate. So yeah. when it does go down like you wanted to, like you said, it is just best feeling in the world. It's just pure sweetness. That's oh, it awesome. was awesome. Yeah. And then what was fun is, you know, I I, I liked and, and respected the fact that, I, and I got I hope you don't mind me sharing this. No. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to take care of your bird, and you, like, were ready to fight me. <laughs> you were like, no, you're not. <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, no, let's. I'm a guy. This is what I do. I take it, and you're like, "Nope, I'm taking care of my bird." So yeah, I just can't. No, I get it, and I, I respected it. But you know, every every single client that's taking a bird, I've done them all. So really? it was, you're the only person so far, which is great, yeah. and that's yeah. that's my job. I enjoy doing it. It doesn't bother me at all. Sure, but you were like, "Nope." I'm no, I bird. think that's part of the experience. You know, part of. You getting to enjoy taking that animal, there's a little bit of work that goes into it, and I think that's your responsibility as a hunter. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. I think that's my responsibility as a hunter to take care of the animal. So. Well, I thought it was pretty cool. So Sloan decides, like, I'm doing my own bird, and then to make it even tougher, you're like, I'm going to pluck it. I'm like, oh, man, I love a plucked turkey. Like, yeah. I love eating a whole turkey, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. You were out there covered in feathers. Like, <laughs> you know, how they, you know, what they call it, that tarred and feathered. Yeah. Back oh. in the day, that was punishment if somebody, you know, did something, they'd stick the hot tar and cover you with feathers, I think, yeah. or something. Yeah, but then you came out, and I was really glad you did, because you showed me two things that I think I didn't know. The pulling the gizzard out. 
Oh yeah, and getting the stones. And getting the stones, which is that that is super super cool. I was blown away by that because I'm thinking like I've got a buddy that's plucking a feather, like a tail feather or some kind of feather from each turkey that he kills, and he's stuffing it in a mason jar and making kind of like that's going to be his collection of birds. That's neat. Um, but yeah, you cut open the gizzard and you kind of like pan like pan it like you would pan for gold, like wash yeah. out the, the other junk in there, the processing food and. And it just strips it down to to look, basically gravel. Yeah, the little stones that they pick up to put in yeah. the and it's cool because they've got you know each turkey. Like I'm sure if I killed a turkey here versus Texas or Georgia or Florida, it's going to look completely different. So then I'm going to put them in a. You taught you told me what you're doing. You put it in a clear jar and it, and it's d- different layers. Yeah, I showed you one of the ones that we have. And somebody showed me that a few years ago, and I was like, man, that is really cool. It is really actually cool. somebody had showed one of my guides, and he showed me, and I was like, well, that's really a cool thing to do. So. Yeah, it's, and if anybody's watching, you can go to our YouTube channel and see it. We we show basically how to get the stones out of a gizzard, but you clean them all off, and you can put them in like a glass beaker yeah. and have different layers. So it's just a whole other way to have another trophy for your bird. Very cool. That, kind of a new, yeah, kind I'm of excited new deal. about it. Yeah, it was fun. Well, the hunt went awesome, had a blast. You got to see a little bit of our craziness because right after we shot your bird, you were like, all right, what do you got going now? And I'm like, well, we got – the vet coming over because Trent's got his little colt that was born on our ranch. and, and A year ago, like yep. on Cinco de Mayo, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. A year ago. And you want to geld those colts if you're going to get them cut, you know, in about a year to two years. So the vet was coming over. I'm like, well, we got to geld the horse. And you jumped right in there. You know, you're holding the rope, holding legs, you know, helping yeah. the vet. And uh, you got to see our horse get gelded. So yeah. Trent was feeling a little bad for him. Yeah, he was. That was. I mean, that, that kind of stuff's tough to watch. Like that's that's your pet, you know. Oh yeah, and, and it's I, a and pretty sensitive part of an animal. Like you, me, Tim, <laughs> and even Trent. I, the faces when he went to cut that horse, all of us went, "Oh!" Well, he's got a tool called an emasculator. Right. That's, that's what the it was. technical name for the tool, which is the most barbaric <laughs> tool I've ever seen. And the sound that it makes when it <laughs> clips the testicles off is just. Oh, it makes yours suck up yeah. in you. I think mine disappeared for a little while. They heard it. And <laughs> it, it cut and it crimps, you know what I mean, to, yeah. to stop the blood flow. But all of us kind of, you could just see all of us kind of cringe a little bit like, oh, yeah. man, that looks like it hurts. No, that was a cool process to see him. And, and obviously, he's done it a bunch. I asked him how many of those procedures he's done. He thinks 200, 300. Wow. Yeah, he's done he's two older, for us. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's a, he's a good guy. He's done a lot. And he... Preg checks, you know, he taught Trent, you know, Trent's, you know, done the whole glove thing. And, yeah. oh, okay, now I feel the calf. So he preg checks our cows a lot. So it was kind of fun. And then, so we shot a bird in the morning. Then you helped us gel, well, before we did the, their cold. the gelding. Oh, yeah, we, we had shot f- prairie dogs. Yeah, we shot prairie dogs. That was yeah. awesome. So, so fun. Yep. Trimmed out the prairie dog population. We got way too many on the ranch. And I was, uh, I was impressed. You asked me if I wanted to shoot, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to shoot now. Because you, you went five for five on prairie yeah. dogs out of 250, and it was pretty. It was a good time. It was pretty fun. It is fun. They're tough wild. little rascals, but they ruined. you see how they ruined that pasture? Oh, yeah. We had a beautiful pasture. Yeah, now, does that does that affect the cows? I've always heard that they step in it, holes and break legs. And, cows, horses, and, yeah. and even more importantly, I mean, not only does it jeopardize them, you know, they step down and can break a, you know, break a leg or, you know what I mean, injure themselves. But even for the damage, if you look at that pasture, it's disgusting. They literally, historically, there were never prairie dogs in that area. They moved into that area. Which is insane. And there's no grass left. Yeah. They stay yeah. in the ground, and it'll stay like that. For, you have to do a lot of work to try and bring an area that prairie dogs have ruined between feces and urine and everything else, not to mention that they carry 
um, they, they can carry the bubonic plague. It's oh, a really? flea that's on them that can carry yeah. it, and sometimes they get wiped out by it. So they're really a nasty little rat. You know, some people are like, oh, cute. I'm like, no, I don't want them in my pasture. I don't want them in my house. They're yeah. like, it's no different than a rat. But so they have ruined that pasture. So I was tickled. That we went out there and had a blast. We popped a few of those. And then you were like, well, what else would you normally be doing? I'm like, well, now we got to feed cows. Yeah. So we had to load, had loads of hay. You went out and jumped in and, and fed cows. And it was just a, it was a busy day. It was a regular day for you. But it was a fun day. But that's so fun to me. It's like the, the coolest part of my job, I think, is the people that I get access to. We work with some of the coolest people in the industry across all industries too. That's, that's another cool thing about Yeti. But I, I think that's what, People ask me my favorite part of my job, and I get to hunt and, and do a lot of cool things and go to cool places, but really, at the end of the day, the coolest thing it is is the people that I get access to. And, and to get a look into your life, and not just through through a TV screen or on YouTube, but to, to experience a day, a normal day in your life, is it was awesome. Well, thanks, man. I enjoyed it. And I, I, I didn't realize it's a whole culture, and I guess I knew that, and, and keeping up with you guys and the amazing, like, your posts... Yeah. are inspirational. Uh-huh. They really are. You guys have, you know, your social media network is amazing, and, and you guys do a jam-up job. But it was kind of cool because you brought Joe with you. I've never met Joe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you said he's your boss. Is that right? Yeah. So you kind of report to Joe. Yeah. But I was like, we were in the truck alone. I was like, hey, what kind of dude is Joe? And you were like, man, he's really cool. And, you know, one-on-one, sometimes guys are like, eh, you know. He's, yeah. But you're like, man, he's really cool. He was a guy to kill him in Jaro. Like, this guy's a legitimate badass. And yeah. I'm like, no way. And I think yeah. I even told Joe last time, like, how do you not lead off with that you were a guide <laughs> at Kilimanjaro and you've climbed all these awesome peaks all over the world? Yeah. You know, it's the culture of people that you have there at Yeti. And you were telling me about a, a young lady that was like a, what, a sea, sea kayak yeah. guide? Yeah. Like, yep. they've done a, our talent team is really cool, our recruiters. Uh, and that's something that's that's in the DNA of Yeti is to hire authentically. It, it helps. It helps the connection. Like if 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 I wasn't a hunter and I came out here to hang out with you, we're it not gonna be, a drag. be buddies. Yeah. Right. Um. So they hire people with one good, good customer service skills. I think that is the most valuable skill you can have as a professional because across any industry, you're gonna be dealing with people and providing a service for them usually. So I think that they do a good job hiring that and then grooming people that don't have it. You know, and they like to hire within and build people up. Um. But the next most important thing is that we all get along and we hire authentically. We know very well we are the experts at our communities. And that's that's the team that I'm on is community marketing. And so we have, I don't know, seven or eight core communities. And each one of us, there's, there's usually one person per community. We're technically like the experts at that. I'm not saying that I'm a hunting expert, but I know that industry yeah. very well. I know who's relevant. I know how to shift energy. I know I'm well versed in things hunting, whether I've done it or not. I, you know, I, I would say you're pretty well versed. You yeah. uh, could shoot a shotgun, and you could certainly shoot a rifle that you've never shot before. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, but that's what's that's what's kind of neat to me. And we talked a little bit about that, the culture, and the people that are there, and and you know, hiring people that are real. Mm-hmm. So it was really a comfortable. It was comfortable for us because you guys rolled in here, knew exactly what you were doing, super laid back, like. I'm going to take care of my bird. And, yeah. you know, Joe, I, you know, I apologize. Joe I was like, man, man, sorry. You know, I know it was a long day. He's like, it was an awesome, like yeah. he didn't get a bird, but he was like, what a great, I loved his attitude. You know, he had been up at three twenty in the morning. Yeah. He walked in the door. He's like, it's been an awesome day. We made stock after stock. We were 
crawled down the mountain on her butts 300 yards. So the other guys are working with him, and they he loved everything about it. He's like, yeah. man, we saw elk, we saw deer, and we saw the guy we were after, and we did this and did that. So I like that, that you guys are true outdoorsmen. I would much rather guys like that come out yeah, that I can relate to and, and enjoy hunting with and have fun. Well, a lot of that comes from... I didn't link this up, but I was talking about customer service skills. If you look at us, I would say 70% of our team has been guides in the past. So we understand what it's like being on your end of it. You oh, yeah. Know? You've got fly fishermen. You've yeah. got all kinds Hunting. of people. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. And so it's cool. And so I'm like, no, I'm I'm not going to make you clean my bird. That's my bird. <laughs> I'm going to go clean it. And Joe's the same way. We you know we try to take good care and, and treat people the way anybody would want to be treated or we'd want to be treated as a guide so well it made it it made it fun and and i want to talk just a little bit um and i know you guys don't overly push it but i do think it's cool to talk a little bit about the culture and and the products at yeti so i want to touch on that because i think it's a neat story Mm -hmm. and some people don't know the story and i've talked a little bit about it but let's talk a little bit a lot of people think just cups when they Mm -hmm. think yeti my my one complaint i had one complaint i gotta throw that out there I wish it wouldn't keep it so hot sometimes. I, I got to wait for a while. Way. I, I, I got to hold my cup outside my window to cool it down so I could drink my coffee. Like, when we went turkey the other day, I'm like, you know, man, you're like, ah, oh, it's kind of warm. I got to, you know, I got to add some cold water in here so yeah. I can drink it because it's going to keep it too hot. Yeah. So that's no, the only I, thing you guys need to work on is some kind of ice cube button or something <laughs> to cool it down a little bit yeah. so you drink it quicker. <laughs> yeah, I, I always, my first cup of coffee every day is out of a ceramic mug versus a Yeti because I've got... That's yeah. important to me. I need to get it down the yeah, hatch. Yeah, I gotta get up, it in here. You know? <laughs> Let's get, yeah. I cuss the brand every day when I'm driving to work. I'm like, ah, burn my tongue, and I'm driving to the Eddie office. Yeah. Screw yeah. these guys. <laughs> I gotta cool this thing down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. And even the ice. The guys are commenting about how long it'll hold ice in it. But it's not just the cups. You mm-hmm. guys have from dog bowls to chairs. To you know the load beds, the loadout box. That's your favorite. Huh? Super. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you, the loadout box. I'm. I'm a huge fan yeah. because I like the way the latches work. It keeps dust out, water out, and it keeps. You know, I have one for all my stealth cam stuff. You know, I can hold. You know, mm-hmm. I think I've got eight stealth cam cameras in there. I've got batteries. I've got SD cards. I've got battery testers. I've got another one. That holds my night hunting stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like when I go night hunting, instead of having to go nine places, I'm like, "This has got my night hunting stuff. I can throw it in the back of the truck, and I know it's going to be protected." So yeah, I got to tell you, that was that was a home run. It is, and we're we're expanding that cargo category quite a bit. Um, but that's one of those products that when I saw them, they showed it to me. I was like, "Yeah, it's cool. I like it, but I don't know how it shows up in my life." And then you get it, and you start incorporating it, and you're like, "How did I live without this thing?" <laughs> it, it, if you need organization, like all of my archery equipment, Bitsenberger, Fletchings, glue, binoculars, all of my hunting equipment stays in that box year-round, and I just pick it up when I'm going on a trip, throw it in the bed of the truck, and I know I've got everything, you know, and I don't have to worry about it. It's got locking brackets. I can tie it down. They stack on top of each other. It's, it's a great product. It's a good idea because I've got the same thing with Fletching cheese. I got, yeah. I got my so easy fletching, but glue by this. That's a good idea to yeah. put all that in there. But yep. you've seen my truck. Yep. You know, I need a little organization in my life. A little life. organization and, and protection. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little dusty out here. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's, helped out, that's helped out a bunch. Tell me a little bit about the history of the company because I, you guys don't just have this culture now. You guys started originally with an outdoor culture. Mm-hmm. You guys, the owners, were fishermen. They, yep. were, they were taking guys out. They needed a better, cooler 
for fishing, isn't that? That's it. Kind of yeah. what started that whole deal. Yeah, they. So Roy and Ryan Cedars are the founders of Yeti. Um, they started the company in 2006. One of them, Roy Cedars, was create. He was making custom high end skiff boats, like everything to a T, custom. And he kept noticing he wanted a cooler on the bow of the boat that he could stand on top of and fish from, you know, kind of double up as a platform, but also serve a purpose too when it wasn't being used as a platform. And so you see there's a picture that's all over our office and it's super cool. It's it's Roy up on the front of a boat and, and there's a big storm coming and he's on, you know, not a Yeti cooler, but he's got a wood deck built around it basically because the lids kept crushing on him. And so he's like, in his head, he's like, we need, he set out to make a more durable cooler. That's it. He just wanted it to be stronger. And so he, he worked with it and found this company called IC Tech, which was a roto-molded cooler. And started using that on the bow of his boats and never had any problems. And and so he, he imported that and sold it for a while and then then said, hey, we can do this on our own. And and so he came out with it, found manufacturing, sourced manufacturing materials, and, and created a roto-molded cooler in 2008 which is the Tundra cooler. We just two years ago celebrated 10 years of that product, which is amazing because it literally hasn't changed in 10 years. That's, that's awesome. Um, and so along with, let me the, shut my phone off. Sorry. You're right. And so uh, guys over there, we got, uh, getting horses shod today. Do you need to take it? No, I'm good. Okay. So along with the durability came improved ice retention and in a big way, you know, like, it, it shocked the market, and people were buying $300 coolers. Like, it's going out of style, and never thought that you'd be able to sell a $300 cooler. I'm sure people told him he's crazy. So he brought his brother, um, Ryan Cedars, in to help him out, and it kind of, you know, you hear stories about people seeing him at, on the, in the basement floor of SHOT Show, and there's a cool story about um, them being down there, and one of the reps from... Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation came by the booth and was like, oh, hey, what's that? And he's like, it's the it's the Yeti Tundra. Um, and he's like, I think it was Roy or Ryan, they're like, hey, man, do you mind if we put this in your booth and kind of get a little few more eyeballs on it? So they did, and people kind of drew to it, and, and, and the momentum just built and built, but they still have that same cooler. They have the original cooler. one? Yeah, it says on the bottom, not for resale, like display <laughs> only. <laughs> That's cool, they kept yeah. it. There's tons of stories like that that are really cool. But, but what they did more than anything is that I think made a difference is one, they didn't shove pe- product down people's throat. You know, they, they advertise in a really subtle way. And we've always told human stories in our films and photography and everything. There's always something else going on. Um, they worked with the right people. Um, but another thing they did is they only work with authentic people that really truly use their product day in and day out. Um, and, and, the and they product. built a better mousetrap. Yeah. Right? You know, they yeah. built a better mousetrap. Yeah. You know Wait, what, what do you mean by that? Well, it's a better cooler. I mean, yeah, the, that. The, the, the innovation and the technology that went into it, too. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't a better cooler, no matter how cool the advertising was, it wouldn't have gone. Yeah. With social media and everything else today, if it wasn't durable, if it wasn't tough, mm-hmm. I still don't think it would have flown. Yeah. If no, it wasn't 100%. legitimately a better product, you know, that's what I, I, I think they've done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. But the, we don't apologize for our price points. Like it is what it is because yeah. we know you're getting a superior product. Right. You don't have to worry about it. And a superior there. product costs more. Yeah. Yeah. We so. say that about a lot of stuff. Like there really is that old adage, you get what you pay for. Yeah. There's, there's, there's that came up for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing they've done too is like from the get go, 
conservation giving back was was a mainstay in the company you know it's it's ingrained in us it's in our dna and and i think you know you have another sponsor Leopold, that does an amazing job supporting these conservation groups but i would say there's probably not another brand out there that does more for conservation at least in the hunting space i know i can say it for certainty in the hunting space that does more than than yeti does um and and that's really cool and i think sometimes we're a little bit too humble about that we don't really talk about it but it's important, you know, because without these wild places and these wild animals and these wild things, we wouldn't, people wouldn't be, there wouldn't be a use for a product, you know? So it's creating that system around the brand and, and supporting the industry around the brand because without an industry and without wild places, there wouldn't be a need for Yeti. Yeah. Trying to protect what we all enjoy too. I yeah. mean, and it is a lifestyle and I've always respected that about you guys. Um, you put your money where your mouth is, so to speak, and whether yep. it's Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation or, you know, you know, ducks, you know, DU, you guys have put a, a ton of time and energy back into the into the industry, and that mm-hmm. that's huge to me. I think that really speaks highly to, you know, what's important to you guys, yeah, and and, and the owners and the company as a whole. And of course, what's cool is, of course, guys like you that have guided fishermen and guided hunters, or you know, guys like Joe that's you know a Kilimanjaro guide that <laughs> loves the sunrise as much as anybody you know yeah. I've ever met. It's a, it's it's important to those people. So when the people that work there, the same things that people that are using your product are passionate about, you guys are passionate about. To me, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a win win because you yeah. guys care about the environment and care about pushing that whole sport and future forward. Yeah, yeah, and and I think our jobs are really cool. We're, I'm, I I think I have the coolest job in the industry. I'm really blessed. I don't say that in a braggadocious way. No, um, you have a pretty cool job. It, I mean, it's I, fun. I, 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 I think I would. I think I'd go toss up with you because I love mine too. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. But how does somebody get a job like that? We're on that subject. There's, there's. I, I get calls or emails and even texts sometimes or social media people going, man, you know, whether it's my son or my daughter or even young people that say, you have an awesome job. How do I get into the industry? What do I do? Yeah. You know, talk a little bit about Yeti or where people would go. There's some really great growth opportunities in that company. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, you know, if you wanted to check out Yeti, where you suggest somebody go. I mean, is there a website? Yeah. Um, you know, I think obviously we're in interesting times right now. We're probably not hiring a whole lot with the COVID pandemic and everything, but um, I think that'll blow over like everything else. Yeah. I, in I, my I sure opinion, so. I think another yeah. six months, I think everything's back to normal. I hope so. Um, but Yeti.com backslash careers is where you'd go to find an opening. But what I would say is you, you got to be able to put in the work before you know you're not going to just jump onto a marketing position you've got to have experience and i'll say it again that customer service skill if you're groomed for good customer service you're going to succeed in any industry and i don't deal with yeti customers per se my customer groups are ambassadors sponsors people that we work with conservation groups events you know I was a Yeti customer before I was an ambassador, so Good. you're kind of yeah, dealing with a customer. Yeah, it, no, I, what I'm saying is you guys are, you're the yeah. ultimate customer, and that's how we view you guys, and we treat you guys that way. Like, you guys are tip of the spear. You're doing your craft or your pursuit more than, than anybody else, and that's why we work with you, because we know you're going to put your t- pro- our product through the through the ringer more than most people would. So, And I love that you guys want our opinions. That's always been cool. Like, what do you think of and, this product, or what do you think of that product? Tell us if it sucks. And, and yeah, and we, we'll say honestly, like, man, this one I use a ton, this one I mm-hmm. don't use as much, and here's why. And it may work great for a fisherman, or it may work great for a kayaker, but this product doesn't work as great for me, because you guys have such a wide range of products. Yeah. Too. 
Yeah, and that's, that's kind of been a struggle for us is to kind of get out of that cooler and drinkware category and, and tell people we're doing a lot more. Let's talk um, a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah. All the different products you guys have. Gosh, so yeah, you can check Yeti.com, but obviously Tundra was the first product uh, in 2012. We kicked that off. Then in 2014, we launched Drinkware, which we somebody came to us with the idea, and they're like, hey, you need to do a vacuum-insulated mug. And Tervis Tumblers was out there, and they were doing really well. Um, and Roy Cedars was like, he was like, yes, we got to do this. And we had a private equity group that owned quite a bit of the company at that point, and they are like, no, don't do it. Stick with what you're good at. Um, and so it was like, kind of an internal battle between the two. Yeah, finally do we it, do we not? It. And, and we launched Drinkware in 20, 2014, I think, and essentially like doubled our business both in one year. <laughs> They're awesome. That's that's one about, of the things that yeah. we use all the time. I mean, I would say, and I don't know, I'm sure the numbers are out there somewhere, but I feel like you could walk into any kitchen, open the cupboards across America, and there's got to be like a 60% chance there is one Yeti in there, you know? I've, here's or a similar I've, brand. I've never heard in my house since we started using them. I've never heard glass break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and all the time, somebody, you know, you drop, you drop something out of the dishwasher. Somebody'd be carrying something, yep. or you're, you're trying to carry a whole bunch of stuff. That's what I love about them. They're tough. They're durable. You can yeah. drop it. You can throw it. <laughs> you're yeah. Like here, guy misses a catch. No big deal. Yeah. So I think that was a home run. You know, but you guys have so that catapulted us. Yeah, that catapulted us, and we're like, okay, we we need to do more. People love this brand; they want more. And so then we came out with soft sided coolers, which are awesome, indestructible. Yep. You can drive over them with a truck. Um, and then in the last two loadout bucket, my wife, that's one of her. Yeah, and I had people; they were like, "Come a on, Fred, bucket. a forty dollar bucket? Yeah, what do you you know you know give me a break? Do you guys really use that?" And I literally, my wife was like. That's one of my favorite Yeti products. She loves but it. But you got to understand, she's in the garden all the time. She needs tools. You guys are smart with the pouch around the back. She's mm-hmm. got, I mean, it's like an electrician without his utility belt. Yeah. She's got her gardening tools. Mm-hmm. She can put all that stuff in there. It's got an easy strap. She can lift that strap. It's never going to break. Because I would, I was always giving her old well, hydraulic I, buckets. Yeah. And they were cracking and breaking. And the, the little tiny piece of plastic on there to help you lift a heavy load or like yeah. a 50, you know, whatever a full, you know, hydraulic bucket weighs. That would always she, crack yeah. and break. Then yeah. she just had the wire. And so the wire was hard to carry. Mm-hmm. And then one side would always fall out. So <laughs> the bottom is crack. And yeah, I mean, it's like how many, how many $5 buckets have you purchased over your lifetime? Yeah. Who knows? You know, it's the toughest. It, so the utility bucket was another win for us as far as stuff we but, use. But another cool thing that we do is we really listen to these communities. And, and we didn't know who is going to adopt the bucket. But one group that really, really has is, is the waterfowl group. And they're using it as not only like shotgun shells, two in one. It, yeah, it's your it's your blind it's your blind bag. All your stuff goes in there. Is a caddy that helps organize it, but it's also your seat when you when get you in sit the down. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like the old dove. Back in the day, do you remember the old dove chairs? Oh yeah. They're, but they would break all the time. You know what I mean? They had a little cheapo plastic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you'd carry your dove chair. And to me, that's like the updated. You know, thirty years later, that's your dove duck goose chair. Yeah. Carry everything you need. Shotgun shells. Yep. Whole enchilada. Yeah, so that kind of, I think the bucket kind of kicked off our, our cargo line. And so from the bucket, people are like, hey, you guys need to do a box. And we really listen and see which communities are adopting it and get feedback. And our product team is, I, I they, that's one thing that Yeti will never skimp on is product development. We have a 
we have a building down the street from our main office. If you drove by, you wouldn't have a clue what it is. It's totally unmarked, and, and that's our innovation center. And it's like a 30,000 square foot. Oh, you guys are like the feds. You got to yeah, like, top secret with windows. it. <laughs> yeah, the only way you'd know is every car in the parking lot has a Yeti sticker on it. But, <laughs> but it's cool, man. It, next time you're in Austin, I need to take you down there because they're literally, you walk in there, and it's like an adult dude's playground. Like, they're dropping tundras off, off the roof, and there's, there's a tilt-a-whirl that... <laughs> Literally just drags a tundra cooler around in circles, and it's got rough surfaces, and they're dragging our panga bags around. And can I video that? That would be a neat a lot thing of it's to like show. Top secret, but we need to do we need to do a virtual tour of it. You guys got to let me in there. They've got a one machine that's really cool. They they uh, inject pressure into bottles, and the lids just explode everywhere. They crush stuff. They've got. They've got machines that are automated and opening and closing the tundra <laughs> or the flip coolers. It is. It, it sounds is like cool. a fun place to oh, work. It's amazing. There's 3D printers and and it's funny because like Roy Cedars or Ryan Cedars <laughs> will go out and he killed a sheep. He killed a doll sheep and he and he brought the head back in and we've got a 3D scanner. So it scans the entire thing and then takes takes that data and puts it into a 3D printer and prints it 3D replica of his skull and then what? gets it bronzed and and then you walk in there's freezers in there that's, that's the coolest part is there's there's freezers in there where they're storing ice or you know getting coolers ready or whatever and there's like deer deer hanging in there because our innovation <laughs> guys are out hunting they're like, oh, i gotta walk in <laughs> freezer right here i'm gonna hang my meat in there <laughs> got it next to the and, yeah. that's awesome. it really is cool man yeah, that place is cool that's the, the, the culture, culture. Yeah. that's the culture thing that i like and i I really, I'm going to work on you. I want to try and go to check out the big boy playroom because I'm, down. you can see my stuff's trashed and I, you know, and I don't say that I'm, I'm proud of it. It just gets huge. You yeah. can't, my bows are beat up. My guns are beat up. My scopes, my binoculars, the same way. It, you know, if you use it, it's going to, you know, I, 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 I think it's awesome when guys stuff looks pristine, but mm. that's not real. You no, know what I mean? Not, you know, when you're out in the field, you're going to beat it up. So I really want to see that. Um, I'm trying to think about anything else. Because we're also videoing this, we'll probably kick this out on YouTube, and we'll uh, share some of the pictures from not only the branding that we were doing when you guys got here, but you know, gelding the horse and you know, feeding the cows and you know, a little bit of everything we've done while you were here. And today, horses are getting shot. We got the farrier over there. Um, so what, my wife's over there working with Trent on uh, catching Dude, the horses. Call out real quick. You hit the jackpot <laughs> with Michelle. <laughs> She's amazing, man. She she gets after She's the real it. deal. Yeah, she can. Hardest worker I've ever seen, I think. Oh, she's a great cook, as you've seen. Yes. Hundreds yes. of quarts of vegetables. I mean, she grows a huge garden. She cans hundreds of quarts of vegetables. She's amazing. Yeah, grows yeah. grapes, makes her own jelly, goes out and picks wild plums. Which I get every every Christmas. It's one of my favorite gifts that I get. <laughs> she, is her jelly, the corn cob jelly? Oh, the, oh my. Is it jam? Isn't it? No, corn cob jelly. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. The, I, and I saw the label on it, and I'm looking at it, and it's yellow. I'm like, what is this? That sounds gross. It sounds yeah, gross. It's corn so cob jelly, but so it's good. amazing. But thanks for the call out. She yeah. appreciates that too. You outkicked the coverage a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I got I got a little lucky. Yeah. My buddies were like, "What? Were you just nice to her seeing eye dog?" And she thought you were a good guy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's kind of mean. <laughs> Every blind squirrel finds a nut, you know. <laughs> well, man, thanks so much for taking the time to sit down. I really appreciate it. It's fun talking. It's fun talking about the culture, realizing the people that are there. And I'm super excited that I just heard about the R&D room mm -hmm. because I've never, you know, I've had a chance to sit down with Ben. I sat down with Trevor and, I, I, you know, I'm slowly putting together the whole Yeti picture in my mind and, yeah. and some of the testing and some of the history and, and the owners. But every time I learn a little bit more and the fun room sounds like I mm -hmm. saw Tim's eyes light up too. Tim's, you know, not only helping us run the podcast, but he guides with us and does a little of everything. And I know Tim's like, 
that that sounds really yeah. cool. Like I saw him go like, yeah, let's yeah. go, let's go video that. So pull some strings for me. Yeah, see if you that. can get us into the playroom because me and Tim will fly out to go check that out. It, it's fun. Yeah, we'll we'll do some kind of summit down there during a film tour or whatever, and bring you down and have some fun in Austin. That sounds awesome. Yep. Well, thanks again, man. I've sure enjoyed it. I have too, Fred. Yep. Congrats on your bird. Great Thank shot. You. Awesome. You didn't twitch a muscle. I was impressed. You know. Yeah. I, I, you're always trying to watch people, you know, and Tim's not moving. I'm not moving. And I hope your butt was asleep because I was it like, was. I know I moved a little bit there. And, I, and when you move, you know, everybody can hear it too. Cause you're like, man, I got to move a little bit. So yeah. I, I moved a little bit and I know that you and Tim could hear it. So I'm like, oh man, they probably think what's, what's he doing over there? My butt was totally so asleep. So was mine. My left leg was too. I was like hoping that I actually thought about that when I was shooting the bird. I'm like, I hope I don't have to run after this bird and get another shot because I, my entire left <laughs> leg is There's no numb. way we're going to get him no. quick. <laughs> it's numb. It's asleep. There was no reason for that. Well, hey, I'm Fred Eichler. I'm here with Sloan from Yeti, and we had a pretty awesome time this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any other questions about Yeti, where do they go? Yeti.com is probably the best place. We're on social media. and yeah, Perfect. And stay tuned for our next one. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me out. Dude, good time. Awesome. Loved it.